Okay. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Peace, peace. What's up? What's up? This is episode two of Think Right, Talk Right, Father-Daughter Dialogues on Communication and Mental Health. I am your co-host, Akila Sai, the communication strategist. And today's episode is going to be a little bit about um, gullibility, uh, which is like being gullible. Uh, a little bit about unconditional personal regard, excuse me, unconditional positive regard and some other things in communication. So I'm gonna start by going ahead and introducing myself since I'm already talking. I am Akila Sai, the communication strategist. I teach people how to improve their communication by addressing the three main barriers to communication, which are emotion, expectation and expertise. Emotion is just how you feel in general, how you feel about a topic, how you feel about a person. Expectation is what you think I'm going to say. And then expertise is just simply how well you know words or don't know words. And I'm here with my uh, wonderful co-host who is also my dad. So dad, if you could please go ahead and introduce yourself. Greetings, peace. Uh, Lee Muhammad here, the mental health uh, special, or the mental health strategist, I'm gonna call it, okay. uh, working to strategize to, you know, achieve uh, better qualities of mental health. Uh, and looking forward to uh, exploring the difference between unconditional positive regard versus uh, gullibility. Okay, so, um, so let's go ahead and take a look at that. Um, I must say, I do not know, well, I did not know uh, what unconditional positive regard was until I heard it on our last show. So just for people who are not um, familiar with um, what you do in mental health and your approach, could you kind of give us a quick definition or example of what unconditional positive regard is? Uh, yeah, unconditional positive regard is one, first of all, we follow the uh, person-centered approach or PCA is the model, which is a uh, Rogerianism or the model that Carl Rogers established, the person-centered approach. And in that he has what he called core conditions. And in the core conditions in terms of a person who's interested in helping another person, the person who wants to do the help, they, if they exhibit or bring to the equation these three core conditions, then that will help facilitate uh, self-discovery and help facilitate a, a change in the person who's listening. The okay. first core condition would be considered congruence. And congruence would be uh, what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what's going on inside of you. You're gonna model that and reflect that outside of you to the person you're talking to. So uh, it's basically, it's just being authentic, being authentically genuine and authentically real uh, with yourself. So you're gonna be authentically who you are. So that's the first core condition. The second core condition would be unconditional positive regard, which we're gonna explain and talk about a little more today. And then the third condition would be empathy. And empathy would be not sympathy, but empathy, empathizing, being able to walk in another person's shoes, put yourself in another person's shoes, see if you can understand what they're saying from their vantage point, not from your vantage point, that would be empathy. Now jumping right into the unconditional positive regard, which sometimes I stated last week uh, is sometimes that's the most challenging one okay. because a lot of times it looks like on the surface when you're interacting with somebody, they may think you're being gullible. Okay. And to be gullible is what? Is to be open to be deceived or to be easily deceived. And the difference between unconditional positive regard is uh, I don't 
It's not, I'm not, I'm not listening to a person trying to determine if they're being accurate or not. Okay. If they're being truthful or not. I'm not doing it. I'm trying to hear the person uh, because I know that uh, given a quote from Carl Rogers, he says that uh, when a person realizes that they have been deeply heard, their eyes moisten. And I think in some real sense, they're weeping for joy. It is as though uh, they were saying, thank God somebody heard me. Someone knows what it's like to be me. And so to listen unconditionally is to not interfere with a person by judging them and trying to figure out, did they say the right word or, or are you being accurate? You said this, but I believe it's that. Or, oh, no, 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 no. Again, that internal conversation that you're having with yourself, you want to move all of that out the way and you want to bring your best authentic self to the equation, which is to be non-judgmental, which the best way to achieve that would be to be to practice unconditional positive regard. That means I'm not listening to you and having you try to meet some criteria. Okay. It's unconditional, but it's unconditional with positive regard, meaning I'm not gonna look at what I think or uh, listen for what, I, what could be considered deficiencies, insufficiencies, or lack thereof. We're looking to settle on the best part of you. So it's, we're gonna have positive regard unconditional positive regard and when a person is being that way with another person eventually when they come to realize well it would be a waste of time for me to lie to you because right. you're not judging me one way or the other anyway right. so i might as well go ahead and be honest about it so these are creating the core conditions again to facilitate self-discovery in a person Okay. So uh, is that helpful with the unconditional positive regard versus being is. gullible? Um, yeah. It, it definitely not, is because I know for me, like I said, that was a term that I was unfamiliar with, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I know what words mean. I know what unconditional means. I know what positive means. I know what regard means. However, what does that look like? What does that sound like when all three of those words are together? And what does that look like in the sense of me trying to assist someone to get better or me trying to get better for myself. What does that look like? And I like that you shared that because to some extent, you know, I, I teach the same thing in communication that listen, a lot of times what's getting in the way of your communication is you, you're putting too much of yourself in what you're hearing, not what you're saying, but what you're hearing. So, um, so what I see that tends to happen with us when we're communicating is everything is going into some category, right? Every message that I hear, I'm either putting it into a box of this is good or this is bad. This is good. This is bad. Oh, they said this. This is terrible. Oh, they said that. This is terrible. I'm not really sure what just happened with my um, screen. Can you see all that? No, I don't see. I, everything looks fine on this end. Okay, great. So then I'm gonna keep going and act like that didn't happen. So what I was saying was that, you know, things don't have to be in that box. Things don't have to be so categorized. And when we're, when we're free to allow people to be themselves without always placing some type of judgment, with always, without always placing some type of good or bad, you know, that black and white of this is good, this is bad, then we do allow people the freedom to be themselves. And then we allow ourselves the freedom to experience other people. So I really like um, that you shared that. Exactly. And, 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 and why that's important is because, again, if you're interested in trying to help somebody from a mental health perspective, 
And I don't mean necessarily going to sit down with a therapist. You can, you can certainly do those things. But what I'm also interested in is taking slivers of therapeutic actions out of the therapeutic context to apply it in everyday life, in everyday interaction. You know, so with improved cognition, improved consciousness, you know, again, when I know better, I have a tendency to do better, you see? And so that's what we're attempting to do is to help facilitate growth in a person. And if I can just give you another one of Carl Rogers quotes, and this comes out of the uh, um, healing psychology, uh, psychotherapy, self-knowledge and therapy from Carl Rogers. He says that in his early professional years, he was asking the question, how can I treat or cure or change this person? And he says, now, due to growth and whatnot, he says, now I would phrase the question in this way. How can I provide a relationship with this person uh, which may use, they may use for their own personal growth? How can I, I'm say that again, how can I provide a relationship which with this person, with, no, how can I provide a personal, my goodness, I'm sitting there reading it and can't get it right. That's <laughs> right, me. start over. Now I would phrase the question in this way. Yes. How can I provide a relationship which this person may use for his own personal growth? So again, I'm only talking about being connected with people in meaningful, substantive kind of ways. You know, yes, it's my daughter. Yes, it's my son. Yes, it's my neighbor. Yes, it's my coworker. Yes, it's my friend. But uh, superficialities uh, don't go well with me. Okay, um, I'm going to jump in real fast. You said a word there, and I want to—I don't want this word to pass. As superficiality? Yes, we got to go into that, because that's not a word that, you know, you're going to hear every day. That's kind of like one of those $2,000, $3,000 words. So when you say superficialities, okay, we know what superficial is, right? But when you say superficialities, what do you mean by that in the context of what you're saying? Oh, of uh, simply of... Uh, you know, small talk about the weather, uh, being superficial, meaning just on the surface of things. Okay. Uh, st staying on the surface of things. Those are safe places that people hang out, you know, with in terms of communication and interacting. Oh, how you doing today? Oh, yeah. Oh, San Diego show got some nice weather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, it's snowing today, you know. Uh, okay. Uh huh. And they're not talking about, you know, you know, I, I'm really feeling concerned about uh, that I'm tired of being quarantined. Okay. I'm tired of uh, not, I haven't touched another human being in almost a year. Okay. And I'm beginning, it's beginning to affect how I feel. See, they're not talking about those kind of things, you know, something that has some meaning or substance that you could get some assistance with, uh, you know, so that's what I meant by being superficial, just talking about inconsequential things, things okay. that don't really impact you in a way that move you closer towards uh, the betterment of yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that definition. I think that's really, really important. And uh, throughout our podcast, that is something that I will be doing, um, not just for the listeners, but also for myself, you know, because I'm a person that believes that not only should you know what words mean, just because you're common, um, 
or just because a word is common or you feel familiar with a word, that doesn't mean you should not periodically look up the definition of the word. Because so many times we speak and we say things and the reality of it is that word don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes words have different shades of meaning. So it's like, okay, well, I know what that word means in this sentence, but when this word is used in another way, you know what, I'm lost. I don't even know what we talking about no more. You know, so periodically that will be something that I do. Well, I, and, I like, and I love that about you and I have no problem with that because our, I've heard it said that our ability to define or understand each word in the sentence or paragraph uh, is directly reflects our ability to understand comprehensively what was in the sentence or the paragraph. Absolutely. So I do understand the meaning of words. And based on that, I was wondering, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, in terms of unconditional positive regard, uh, work, in terms of words matter. Okay. Words matter. Unconditional positive regard what kind of language, what kind of self-talk can a person, can you, can you offer to a person uh, in terms of them settling on the better parts of themselves, uh, not dealing with what they perceive to be the negative parts of themselves or insufficiencies or deficiencies? If a person wanted to get into positive affirmation, positive things regarding themselves, unconditionally, what additional language or words could you offer to help well, them? The first thing I would say is, um, you, you mentioned a term earlier that I really liked and that was self-discovery. And I think that that's the first step. And I, the reason I say that is because if I don't know who I am or how I am or what I am, then where can I say, oh, this thing has value? Well, I don't have any things on my list. So I think the first thing that you have to do is sit down. And I am a person who believes in, yes, go sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write, write about yourself. Come up with five things you like about yourself, five things you know about yourself. I'm kind, um, I make grilled cheeses very well. It can be the smallest thing, but you need to find out some things that you do or um, some ways that you are that are positive or that you see some value in. So after you have those things, um, you have to begin to highlight them. Well, why do you like the fact that you make grilled cheeses so well? Or what does that mean to you? Well, it's my attention to detail. I make sure every part of the bread has butter on it. You know, I make sure I pick a very special cheese. And this may seem, you know, a very simple thing to do, but it's just, you have to start somewhere. And a lot of times, especially with communication, and self-discovery, you just need that first crack. Soon as that door is cracked, then you can be able to kind of create a snowball effect. So it does start with just small things about yourself. Like, okay, man, I really make my grilled cheeses great. Um, my bread is always evenly toasted. I don't have any burnt spots. I don't have any undone spots. And then after you find that, it's like, wow, I didn't know, or I didn't realize that I paid so much attention to detail. Now that I know that about myself, where do I see that in other areas of my life? So not only do I make uh, grilled cheeses very well, you know what, I'm a great employee. You know, I turn in my work well, um, I make sure I'm very well organized. I make sure that I cross all my T's and dot all my I's. You know what, in relationships, I do that too. I pay a lot of attention to detail. I always, you know, compliment my partner or I compliment my family member, my friend um, about, you know, something small that maybe someone else doesn't notice. So I think first you have to start with finding out what you are, how you are, who you are. And then after you have that, 
um, you said something positive affirmations. And for me, those are important in the sense of, listen, whatever I am and whatever I'm not, there are a couple basic human things that I'm allowed because I breathe, okay. because I exist. And I've, I've dealt with this in a, with a couple of clients in the sense that, you know, they may be feeling down on themselves. Like, okay, man, I didn't, I really wasn't my best self in this conversation, or I really let somebody get the best of me. And I said something that was, um, doesn't really represent me to the best of my ability. So what's important to do okay. is say, listen, like you say, unconditional positive regard, that's a concept that everyone is entitled to. Not because I make grilled cheese as well, but because I'm a human being and I exist. So as long as I exist, then unconditional positive regard is something that I'm allowed, right? So you have to get out well, of- here, here, here. Uh, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was cutting oh, you off. I apologize. I that's okay. Uh, we have to get out of the space of earning unconditional positive regard. We have to get out of the space of earning good treatment. We have to get out of the space of earning rest, earning food, earning clothing, or earning shelter. We tend to place a lot of value on, listen, I only get these things because I'm giving up those things. Uh, in some cases, yes. However, there are some basic human things that because they are human needs, they are human rights. And right. So and so what I want to jump in and jump in and say, so, yes. So in order for you to have unconditional positive regard, pardon me, it will be easier in you to have unconditional positive regard if you have as a basic belief that fundamentally the basic nature of the human being is that he's good yeah. okay because if you think that fundamental basic nature of the human being is good then it's easy to say all right so then in every human being there is some good right now of course we can take some issue with uh you know does everybody possess good that's you know we can argue that okay. uh, and i'm not going to argue that in this forum but of when you are taking the position of trying to help someone and you're going to help someone and, and whatnot, fundamentally, you know, there has to be some sort of something there that you can grab onto that you could call good in that person because that will help you. Because if you fundamentally don't think that there are any good in them, then how would you be able to find and be unconditionally positive regarding them. You probably would dislike uh, much that they have to say. Right. So that that's that key component, we have what is called a therapeutic alliance. Okay. When you have a person that you're trying to help, they come and they wanna help you. You wanna develop an alliance with that person, okay? Uh, and, and so that means you want to build up trust. You want to build up a relationship, a rapport of some kind. And it would be very helpful if fundamentally you say, you know, you like human beings and you can find good in human beings. Then you find something good and then take that good and build on it. And so these are just small little things. I like what you said, that uh, once that door cracks open, then potentially it could just swing all the way open and you can get into the real meat of what it is. But, um, you know, again, the world we live in, my opinion. Okay. Uh, you know, you're very familiar with 
negativity and, you know, somebody come to get on you. I think I said that last week about, you know, how does change occur in the human being? And we're saying, trying to say that once you come to know yourself, here's another quote from Carl Rogers, Dr. Carl Rogers. He says that the curious paradox is that when I accept myself as I am, then I can change. Because if you think about it, if you're lying to yourself, if you're being dishonest with yourself, if you are avoiding yourself, if you're in denial about your part of yourself, uh, you're running from, you're running from, and you can't change. It's when you accept yourself, then you can go ahead and change from that posture. What are your thoughts on that one? Um, I think that that is extremely, extremely important. And one of the things that I posted, I want to say maybe it was last week on Instagram. One of the things that I posted was um, maturity is, is recognizing and accepting that I'm the common denominator in all my conversations. In every argument I've ever been in, I've been in it. In every um, fight I've ever been in, I've been in it. You know, so a lot of times we tend to look at or focus on, well, see, you don't understand I'm responding. You don't understand I'm responding. You don't understand I'm responding. Yeah, you're responding, but you're also you're also that common thread. You're also that one thing that's in all your conversations, that's in all your communications. So you do have to get to a point of maturity and really just raw honesty where you're willing to say, you know what, let me make an actual assessment of where I stand. Because until I know what is, I have no way to measure, right? So it may not be that my grilled cheeses are that great. They may really suck. I might be burning them every time, you know? But until I'm ready to really take a look at, man, what's happening over here? Why is not, I think my grilled cheeses are popping and no one wants to eat them. Okay, so we might need to take a look at what's happening over there. And then you can say, okay, well, you know, I like the grilled cheese with seven pieces of cheese, but that's a little excessive, you know? So you get, you get some way to measure. You cannot build anything worth anything without measuring first. You have to know the parameters. You have to kind of have an idea of the effort it's going to take for you to do something. The, the time it's going to take for you to do something, but you can't do that without having an accurate picture of what is. So I definitely, definitely, um, agree 100% that listen, until you're willing to be honest with yourself and until you're willing to look at things that may not be so comfortable about yourself, then no, you're not gonna be successful uh, in communication. And then also you can't have, you know, in truth, I will go on a, out on a limb. Now, I'm, I don't know much about Mr. Rogers, Dr. Rogers, but what I will say is this, if I'm in a space where I can't be honest with myself about me, how accepting can I be with you, how, how much unconditional positive regard can I really offer you if you know I'm always hiding in the shadows the things about me that are uncomfortable? Right. You know, okay. so I think it's I think it's very. Oh, go ahead. No, that that you you that you you stirred in me just some of this. You know, as we prepared for this episode of uh, some of the things that I was reading, and and you can't do that because first of all. Uh, all knowledge is predicated and based on self-knowledge. And so how I think and see you, you know, it's influenced heavily by how I think and see myself. Yes. You know, because 
thoughts are springing forth from me. And so you really can't do unconditional positive regard uh, with someone else. Uh, the thing would be for you to attempt to be as healthy and balanced as possible. Like for example, it's, it's the natural uh, tendency of any, any, any living organism, any living organism, that natural tendency is for it to express itself to its fullest potential. Yeah. Some people say it means to live. Some people means it, it says it's, it means it's attempting to thrive mm -hmm. and to do, to do well. And that's natural. And us human beings, that fits our category too, that we have what is called a self-actualizing tendency okay. where uh, we, can actual, we, can, we can, through ourself, actualize and maximize our potential and work from that. And so basically that requires that you have to start looking at the best parts of yourself. I think that, uh, you know, the human being, we, of course, we have the mind, the body, and then uh, the, the soul and the spirit. Uh, and I think that it's a, it's a wonderful balance when you spend adequate time dealing with each of those, then it brings a sense of uh, synergy within yourself where you you can uh, kind of be congruent with yourself. What I think, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, the things that I'm saying, the things that I'm doing, they all are congruent, they all matter. You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling angry, but I'm talking to you just as calm as ever. While, you know, uh, I just finished slashing your tires or I'm planning to slash your tires a little late. You feel, see all that contradictory internal conflict? Internal. You have to be honest with yourself. And in being honest with yourself, it really can help you to be more honest with others. Yeah. And then even with being honest with yourself, well, listen, uh, you have a better self. So you can choose to settle on the best part of yourself and begin to unconditionally work to cultivate the better parts of yourself yeah. and stop beating ourselves up because sometimes we get sometimes we are our own worst critics sometimes oh, we are our own enemies and if you and talk that crazy to you then i know you're going to talk crazy say that again i said if you talk crazy to you then i know you're going to talk crazy to me like exactly. there's some things that you know yeah. I know that listen I'm not gonna there's I'm only gonna berate myself so much you know what I'm saying I can I'm a person that okay I can have compassion with myself I can be honest with myself and because I can do that with me then of course then it's easier for me to do that with you yes yes and being gullible as far as being gullible is concerned um you know we have a saying that you know uh how do I say it uh you can't fool us nowadays because, you know, with knowledge comes power and with knowledge. So, uh, so, okay, I don't, yeah, something is happening with the technology is flickering. Uh, over on this end. Yeah, the last thing uh, I say was um, with knowledge comes power and it totally kind of cut out from there. So would you mind restating it? 
uh, yeah, if I can get back to it. With knowledge comes power. So uh, um, you, and if you have this, what is called root knowledge, which is the knowledge of self, once you know, there's a school of thought that says, once you know yourself, you know everybody else. So if you can get in contact with your humanity, it's very easy to connect with someone else's and their humanity, okay? And so that unconditional positive regard is a strategy that you can use for people that you care about. People, you know, and I don't mean to make the, differenti the differentiation or the distinction, but, you know, we all don't care evenly for everybody the same. Some people we care for more than others. And some people, like you said, yes, everybody deserves a fair shake, you know, uh, but again, this unconditional positive regard, you know, we, we usually say that was like our children, you know, uh, people that genuinely uh, and meaningfully connected with, you know, even uh, in a helping relationship. I saw the smile, put some words to that smile. Share with me us why you were smiling. Okay, I'm gonna be completely transparent because like I said, honesty is something that I can't hear. You frozen. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on, go ahead now. Okay, go ahead. So I'm gonna be completely transparent and honest because that's something that I champion as a communication strategist. And you know, it's good for Wonderful. healthy and open conversation and communication. So as you're talking to me, my daughter decided to come down the stairs, your granddaughter, and ask me, you know, for a hug and tell me, you know, put on a sad face and say that she needs a hug. And I'm over here, like out of the range of the camera, like shaking my finger, like, hey, go back upstairs. <laughs> so I'm smiling because I'm like, man, I know everybody can probably tell I'm doing strange things uh, outside of the camera's view. So I think well, that's, that's a so great <laughs> point, um, a great uh, opportunity that gives us a great opportunity, excuse me, for us to kind of wrap it up. We are coming close to the end of our time. So that kind of puts a good break in the action. So I just wanted to allow you a chance um, to very briefly um, summarize what you would like the listeners to come away with uh, for this week. And then also any tips that you may have to help them build their ability to uh, show and to have unconditional positive regard. Okay, well, you froze on the technology. I didn't hear all of the question. I know we're winding it down, so I'll just go ahead and say this, that of the reason... Uh, sometimes when you have someone being positive with you and accepting of us, uh, that puts us in unfamiliar territory. And so sometimes we misrespond to that as you know, it's something that someone's being gullible. And I wanted to just show the differentiation or the difference between being gullible, one who is open and easily deceived or tricked versus somebody who's not even trying to judge you to the point as to where if you're right or wrong, so you're not deceiving them or they're not being gullible. They're, they're demonstrating unconditional positive regard, uh, which is a different degree of acceptance you know, that might be required on your part. So I'll end on that note. Uh, the technology was interesting uh, tonight. Right. Uh, I would, uh, but that's okay, it happens yeah. and it's par for the course. And uh, there was one other, some sort of something I wanted to share. Uh, and it's about uh, 
finding, uh, I, I want to leave us with this. When the other person is hurting, when somebody you're talking with, okay, somebody you're interacting with, when they are hurting or confused or troubled or anxious or feeling alienated or terrified, or when he or she is doubtful of self-worth or uncertain as to their own identity, that's when understanding is called for. And that's a, the gentle and sensitive companionship of an empathetic stance. It proves, it provides illumination and healing. And in such situations, deep understanding is I believe the most precious gift that one can give to another is that deep understanding. And one of the best ways to do that is not only just being empathic, not only just being congruent, but demonstrating unconditional positive regard. Try it sometimes. Try not judging somebody that you love and care about. Try just accepting them for who, what, and how they are and let them have the freedom and don't try to correct their behavior and all that. Try it and genuinely mean it. And over time, you'll see that self-acceptance, you know, can be facilitated and acceptance. So I'll end on that note. Okay. So one thing that um, comes to mind as you're ending um, is that I want to probably talk in one of our upcoming episodes about boundaries, because one of the big things is we want to encourage uh, unconditional positive regard. We want to encourage gullibility um, in the proper sense. And we also want to make sure that we teach the balance of that because we don't want people to um, end up in poor situations because, you know, oh my gosh, I was trying to be unconditionally positive and oh my gosh, look what happened. They used me or they moved like, we don't want that. <laughs> so the balance of that is boundaries, <laughs> right? Oh, then can we do that next for next week's talk? Boundaries? Sure. I'm down for that. I'm definitely boundaries. Down for that. Yes. boundaries. Balance and boundaries. Yes, perfect, perfect. How's that? Perfect. So um, my takeaway is very simple to uh, similar, excuse me, to your takeaway, which is, you know, make sure that when you're listening to people, you're not listening and categorizing everything. Allow yourself the free energy, the free mental capacity to listen without doing the math of, okay, this thing they said was good. This thing they said was bad. Just listen and freely listen. And you'll find out, you'll find that when you listen freely, and you listen without categorizing, you are listening in what in a way that they call active listening. You have my attention. I'm not distracted by my own thinking. I'm not distracted by my own judgments. And I'm here and I'm present and I'm offering myself to actually hear what it is and process what it is that you're saying without having it to fit in a category of good or bad. And you know, now I'm judging you and now we have a problem. Okay, so that's my takeaway for the week. Um, I had a wonderful discussion with you today. I really enjoyed myself without, you know, all the issues of the technology. But like you said, that comes with it. And at the end of the day, you know, we're just going to work through it. And over time, we will improve and refine the processes to make a wonderful experience for uh, both us as co-hosts and then also for the listeners. So uh, just to kind of close out, you can reach me um, by email. If you have any questions or topics that you would like to see discussed or hear discussed on this podcast, you can email me at info at That's info at A-K-I-L-A-H-S-A-I.com. You can also follow me at Akilasai on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. And uh, dad, if you could please tell people how they could get in contact you with can, you. And, you. and you can reach me at LM 
L-M-M-C-C. There you go. Yeah. L-M is my name. B. Muhammad uh, at M-C-C-C-19 at gmail.com. So okay. that's actually L-M-M-C-C-C, the number one, the number nine at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. So thank you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode, episode three on boundaries and balance. Peace, y'all. Peace.